0: Hey, everyone. This is Chris and Sandy, bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today, like I always say, we've got a great show for you today because we've got um, Dixie Jade that's on. They're doing some great things, and I think you're going to love them. I know we fell in love with their music and stuff. And we're going to talk a little bit about their story and music. So are you all here?
1: Yes, we are. Hi. Hi.
0: <laughs> so... I always like to start to show out the same every time. You know, we're kind of in a crazy year, 2020, and, I don't, and yes. hopefully we'll never see this again. So I'm kind of time stamping yes. every interview we do this year. So with that being said, how has COVID affected y'all, and what are you doing to maneuver through it?
2: Oh, goodness. Well, um, I think like everyone else, you know, we're just concerned for the safety of our family and friends. And um, yeah. For us personally, um, I think that uh, our relationship is a little bit, um, but mostly we just kind of tried to pivot as quickly as we could, <laughs> and except that, that this year wasn't going to look like we had all expected, and um, so it just forced us really in a great way to kind of dig deeper into our songwriting and um, as well as our online content. Um and really focus on a different way of getting out to the fans, which um, mm-hmm. I think has always been our
1: mm-hmm.
2: biggest goal is to connect with um, people who hopefully connect with our music. So um, yeah, I, I think we got busier. <laughs> yeah. It's, been, it's actually been, you know, we're just trying to find silver lining in it, like you're yeah. saying, and, and he, you know, whatever positivity can come out of it. So it's actually been really fun um, doing live streams and just being able to connect with fans all over the world. You know, when we're doing these yeah. live streams on Facebook, <laughs> it's like we have some people in Scotland and people in Australia, you know, right. people in South Africa, people in Germany, you know, as well as people in Texas or California, all over the U S. And so, I think that's really fun, and even though Andrew and I love touring and we can't wait to get back on the road and play some shows with our band and together and just in person, um, it's just been really fun to be able to reach people that we haven't been able to reach before. Yeah. And so I think that's really excited that we're hoping that when things um, open up again that we'll be able to maybe travel to some new places, You know, maybe go play some festivals in England and <laughs> Europe and Australia and, and get a little further
0: <laughs> you know, we definitely understand what you're talking about about being busier. We because you know we mm-hmm. we originally launched the show um, in January, and the original goal was 100 interviews first year. We thought, you know what, if we did 100 interviews first year, that would just be probably more than most hosts do in their very first year. Right. So, we're, like, oh. you know, if we could hit that, that would be amazing. And then COVID happens. And I told Sandy, I was like, you know, this may be our opportunity in disguise. This could be the year we shine. And, we just, right. and so, so we just decided, you know what, artists are going to need a pl- platform to talk. We're going to give it to them, and we're just going to go all out. And because of that, we're over 220 shows now. Yes. Wow. wow.
2: That's amazing.
0: Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So now the goal is 300, of course.
1: <laughs> of
2: course, yeah. Because
0: <laughs> because we interviewed um 44 people in August alone.
2: Wow, that is
0: crazy.
2: That's so amazing, though. And and see, there's a, so many silver linings. I feel like in in this, you know, things that mm-hmm. ha- happened, mm-hmm. you know, that wouldn't have normally happened in yeah. in everyday life. So um, it's kind of it's kind of nuts how. Um, you know, some some of our friends have really been hit hard by the pandemic, and some of them honestly have become busier. <laughs> so you, just, you really never know. Uh,
1: so
0: you just gotta, you know, again, like we said, you know, it happened. It's not like you want it to happen, but you have to find that silver lining to try to find like, okay, it's here. How can we do it? What can we do to just take advantage of this?
2: Definitely, definitely. <laughs>
0: So before we really dig deep into your story, I'd always like to start with um, some light things. So what are some hobbies you all like to do outside of music? Ooh, hobbies. Dominique, you want to go first?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll tell you all about Andrew's hobbies. Yeah, right. Um, I've <laughs> seen see, you know, some other blessings during quarantine. You know, it's been a really long time since I've been able to slow down at all because we stay so busy and on the road and we're driving and, you know, all of that. So I've been able to actually um, read some new books. (laughs) I used to love reading when I was younger. It's a big reason why I got into songwriting. just love Mm -hmm. stories and storytelling. And so I've been able to read some new books during quarantine. So that's been really fun. Um, I'm a terrible cook. I leave that to Andrea.
1: (laughs) I just like to eat her food.
2: We we definitely like to get outside and, um, you know, go hiking or um, just sort of enjoy outdoor activities. Um, And then uh, I do. I I really like to cook, and uh, when I have time, I love to try new recipes. Um, Dominique and I are mostly plant-based, and so I like to kind of try to come up with creative ways to turn recipes into uh, plant-based things. Um, I sent her a pumpkin cheesecake recipe last night yeah. that was, was not plant-based. And I was like, can you make us a plant-based version of this?
1: Yeah. Because that would
2: be amazing. And then it was so funny. I was um, watching this show on Netflix
1: called Down Church. It's a back. I it's really cool. It's about kind of trying to save the planet and renewable energy um
2: and all these different things of, you know, ways we can Mm -hmm. help out. Um, But it's both about cooking and and all over the world. And this woman was in England was talking about her journey to becoming plant-based. And she basically had an immunity disorder that the doctors were like, you're not going to be able to live. You know, she was like, I was just leaving off of candy and ice cream and, (laughs) you know, whatever she wanted. And so she was basically kind of forced into trying something different. And so now she has her own whole, her own store and her own, you know, line of different things. And I was like, oh, this is so awesome that, you know, it's it's like. she took a negative and turned it
1: positive.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's kind of our motto with like the plant-based eating too. It's like, we love food that tastes good. You know, but we also um, want to, you know, stay healthy and strong and be able to keep touring and going on the road and, you know, carrying and my ampers as so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: inspiring others, others
2: to do the same. You know, we're, we're definitely passionate about health and wellness, and we're not experts by any stretch of the imagination,
1: but we nope. are interested <laughs> in it. Um,
2: and, and we do love to let people know uh, that it is possible within their, within their means. So um, yeah.
0: So what would y'all say is something quirky about y'all? <laughs>
2: quirky? Well, individually or together.
0: <laughs> I guess you can do both. <laughs>
2: I like that. That's a good great question. Um, quirky. <laughs> I think we're both so quirky. I don't know if I don't know if we can do this one.
1: <laughs> um, I, I
2: people say that I
1: have a really large
2: vocabulary that sounds like i'm i'm being braggy but it's not at all i just happen to live in a i'm i'm the least intelligent out of my entire family
1: <laughs> and i just happen
2: to live around people with large so i'll i'll just remember certain words so i'll say uh words that people don't usually use in conversation like for example i used the word glib the other day in a conversation and it was a fellow writer and he was like, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that before. <laughs> I'm
1: like, yeah,
2: well, I don't know. <laughs> so I have, I have weird quirks like that. Dominique, what are your weird quirks? True. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I, I guess, what my, my quirks as a person are, but I've, I guess I've had a little bit of an unconventional lifestyle. I went to a law
1: school growing up, so I didn't have a TV or a computer we made our own textbooks. We did have them before the series. We also learned
2: a lot of music, violin, recorder, singing, all that stuff. Um, I was a synchronized swimmer, uh, champion synchronized <laughs> swimmer in the U.S. A lot yeah. of my friends actually went on to the Olympics. <laughs> so that's, I guess, <laughs> wow. not the most normal wow. path to being a country musician either. Our, our quirk on the road is that we. Uh, we'll try to find every Starbucks on the way from one <laughs> yes. to the next.
1: We we, we are so Starbucks fans.
2: Yes, so goes many times yes, a Starbucks to sponsor one of our tours because uh, I think we're a great billboard for them. <laughs> oh, yeah. and we're yeah, them
0: know, all our
1: money.
0: Speaking of Starbucks, mine would probably be Panera right now because we're on that. They they have a nine dollar a month unlimited coffee plan. You can go oh, in there every wow. two hours and get. You can go over to. You can go in there and get yeah. coffee every two hours, iced coffee or regular coffee, doesn't matter. Oh wow! For, and it's oh, nine yeah. bucks cool. a month.
2: I would not be a healthy <laughs> person by any stretch of the. I know. That <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's one of the reasons why we like Starbucks so much, is because Andrea drinks coffee, but I drink tea. Andrea will drink tea too, <laughs> but it's like on the road. Yeah. I don't do any coffee at all. Um, <laughs> and so it's really nice to be able to have, they just have lots of caffeinated tea option. options for me.
0: <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so as we get really good, dig deep here, um, tell us a little bit of your backstory. Tell everybody where you're from and kind of a brief overview of y'all.
2: Well, we are. I'm originally from um Southern California um, I'm from a uh, town called Simi Valley, in uh, Venturi County There And um, I Went to school And actually met Dominique there But uh, we were Totally separate from each other uh, To Nashville and ended up running Into each other one night at the Blueberry Cafe Which is pretty crazy um, So well, I, the reason I wanted to go Into country music Is because I grew up um, listening to the radio with my dad, and it was at a time when I think a lot of the maybe pop radio music wasn't necessarily like family friendly. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> we ended up yeah. listening. Not that it is right now, but I'm just saying, you know, um, I definitely came from a, uh, a my dad was in the military and my mom's from the Midwest. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, they were all about family values. And um, I think we ended mm-hmm. up kind of settling on that, A, because it was easy for everyone to listen to in the car, but B, my dad really loves the jazz. He kind of tuned into them. And so I don't know if yeah, started yeah. would start putting it on as I went to school. And I just fell in love with it. And I thought it was so fun that I could sing the melodies and they were great melodies. And um, I, then I just listened to nothing, literally nothing, but country uh, pretty much the rest mm. of my
1: life. So Oh well. <laughs> um, <laughs> well. Which is weird in
2: California. That was that was definitely an anomaly. I I like to say that I was country before country was cool, you know. Um,
1: but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, and then sure. tell me, I'll let you
2: share your story. So true. Um yeah, I I came to country music a little bit later. I'm from the Bay Area from Supertino and I grew up my parents actually met in a band, not professionally, just kinda of for fun when they were both in medical mm-hmm. school. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so they both share a love of music and guitar. So my dad taught me how to play guitar growing up, and I really fell in love with it. I fell in love with songwriting. Um, and then in college, when I decided I wanted to actually be an artist, not just a songwriter, I was like, well, you mm-hmm. know, if you're an artist, you really have to figure out uh, who who you are and what you want to say. Yeah. You know, you have to stand beside, you know, behind your songs. And I just, I, at the time I was dating a guy um, from Wisconsin who was a farmer's son. And uh, we just were going to all of these country music concerts together. And I just fell in love with country music because it was everything that I felt like, like Andrew's talking about, like I grew up with all of these family values. I actually felt mm-hmm. like it was really balanced between the sexes. Like I, I didn't feel like it was sexist at all. I was like, wow, oh, it's like really <laughs> respectful of women. And, all of these amazing women who do it, you know, everyone from Reba to Shania to Miranda yeah. and Carrie and Taylor Swift at the time, mm-hmm. you know. I And then, of course, I, I play electric guitar, so I really fell just madly in love with all of the guitar <laughs>
1: solos on country radio.
2: Um And even in the history of it, I was just like, this is the best guitar ever. This is what I want to do. So, yeah. Then, like she said, we met at the Bluebird, or I guess we reconnected at the Bluebird. right. <laughs>
1: Oh we wow! Writing yeah, and then that just
2: kind that. of it—it it, it very naturally formed into a, a to a group. Um, I think if Dominique yeah. and I didn't have the same, uh, we're so opposite each other. <laughs> <laughs> People think it's really funny because we're literally really? night nice getting yeah. different. Like, Andrew's really clean. I'm really messy. Right. Like yeah, I said, she's really good at cooking. I'm really bad at cooking. She's coffee. I'm tea. It's really funny. It's yeah. Like everything about us is you would you would Y'all sound like a married opposite. couple. Yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we always we always joked that you know that was I couldn't handle two of me in a band and she couldn't handle two yeah. of her. And so it was it was a very uh, natural progression into into a partnership.
0: So. Yeah, that's like with Sandy and I. You know, we about next month will be eighteen years married. But you know, Aww. although we have the same, although we have the same foundation of beliefs and stuff. Outside of that, you know, I'm the one that does the talking a lot of times. She's kind of behind Absolutely. the scenes.
1: <laughs> and, you know
0: and, and you know, but we're total opposites on our personalities. Cause, and I always joke that, you know, people say opposites attract and I'm like, Like, well actually opposite personalities attract. If if you're opposite on your beliefs, um, there's gonna be an issue. Right.
2: Very yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our our boyfriends like to joke that, you know, we're, we probably spend more time with her and I spend more time with each other when we do with them, but they've that's learned okay. that. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, <laughs> but it's like you're
2: saying, I think that that foundation and having those beliefs and kind of the work ethic, that's really, you know, the mm-hmm. core of, of any strong relationship, whether it's a, a business partnership, a friendship, you know, a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think what, uh, you know, Andrew and I have been in a band together for six years now. That's a, it's well. Not as long as you guys, you know, in your yeah. it
1: our it's, it's a pretty
2: long time to stick it out together. Yeah. I think that's really the thing that's is. That helped us together, you know, through through all of the trials. And we've gone mm-hmm. through a lot together, but we definitely share those same core values. And, you know, it's so funny. Every time we both are obsessed with a song, we're like, yep, this is going to work <laughs>
1: because we
0: come <sometimes> to <laughs> have
1: different views. And
2: we have fun <laughs> together. We have yeah we have we
1: like
0: time that. together, so <laughs> I love what you said there because I you know people always ask us what is our secret of being this long and still passionate about each other and I always say, well out, of course, you know, for us, being Christians and God- God is first and foremost, but outside of that, I feel that we have fun together, that, you know, sometimes couples, including business partners, doesn't matter how you look at it, but in relationships, people that are together a lot all the time, they get in this rut where life just gets in the way and all that, yes. and they forget how to have fun. I, I believe you put fun totally. back into marriage, fun back into business partnerships, fun back into um, friendships, That's what, that will change everything.
2: Totally. Very, very much. So people will comment on, you know, Dominique and I see each other pretty much every day and, and, um, you know, we'll get together in a group setting and we'll start gabbing on about one thing or another. and they're like, did <laughs> you just see me
1: yesterday? I'm like, yeah, but there's things I haven't told her. You know. there's so,
0: much I understand. so. <laughs> yes,
1: I definitely agree with that
0: statement. I, I love that. Now, um, one thing I like to do on our show that I don't think is talked about enough and that you know a lot of people they see the glory behind like a Blake Shelton, Miranda <laughs> Carey and all that but they don't see the grind, the sacrifices, the tears not just to get to their level but the career even even just as a career and I don't think it's talked about enough because that's the it's it's really hectic on artists, and the average person just doesn't understand. So I'm going to tell a quick story about, to lead into where I want this to go, <clears throat> and then we'll talk about yeah. that. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steele Girls, and at that time they were full-time with music. And the question, yeah. one of the questions I asked Allison was, what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist? I'll never forget her answer. She said this was going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music meaning you can you know you can see yourself doing something else go do that and just do and just do music as a hobby because 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 the day you want it to be a career you no longer own your life everybody around you owns a piece of you whether you like it or not because your friends and relatives never understand because they invite you to weddings to cookouts, to weekends, to holidays. But especially at the beginning of your career, you're grinding it out. You can't say no to a, to a thing. And if you've already booked a, a gig, you can't say no to it when there's 50 people, depending on you being there, even though it's at your best friend's wedding. And they never yeah. understand that you know, because there's other people yeah. on the line than just yourself, and they think it's just you. Then on top of that, right. you, your family has to sacrifice. Then if that's not enough, you, there are days you just feel miserable, but if you've got a gig that night, doesn't matter how you feel. You've got to get on that that's stage, right. smile like there's no tomorrow. But then she added. She, you know, but then she went on to say, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because that's the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what yeah. she said, and let's talk about that side of it.
2: Um, that it's funny that her answer would be exactly my answer because um i've I've had other people come to Nashville and you know maybe brand new songwriters or something, and we sat down with some folks before, and they've said that to us that you know, they were trying to have a full time job with something else and do music and uh, my, my answer was identical to hers and I said yes if if you can can if you're interested in anything else that you love more, this as much as music or more, then do that. (laughs) Um,
1: Because (laughs) it it is, it's
2: so all consuming. Um, And Mm -hmm. and I also feel like in a way music chooses you. You don't really choose music. Um, For me personally, I know Dominique's story is different than mine, but for, for me personally, I, had no intention when I was young of going into music. I, I didn't even know that was. I didn't even know anybody let you do that. You know, <laughs> I had no clue. Um, but I loved it so much that it just my life journey kind of took me in that path and eventually found me. And I, I, I am much more of a pragmatic person, and you know, looking at laying out benefits and, and negatives, you know, for a certain situation. And there just wasn't any, you know, people will still ask like, well, what's your plan B? And I was like, well, there is no plan B. I mean, that's just, it's just what
1: we do. Yeah, they don't you know,
2: understand. It's, right. It's part of our, it's part of our soul and it's part of our journey. Um, and I definitely don't think that everybody understands, but we're very lucky to have family that has always been incredibly supportive of our decision to Mm -hmm. go into this, um, full time. Um, we also have, uh, boyfriends that are in the industry as well. And so they really are very, very understanding of the fact that, you know, if we need to stay out till two o'clock in the morning, doing something that's totally fine. And, And I definitely know that sometimes people are not in relationships that the other person doesn't necessarily understand that. Um, yeah and so we've been we've been very blessed to have that in our lives um but yes it, it definitely there's a lot of grind to it, but I also feel like if you don't find joy in the grind that I think that's kind of when people walk away from it
3: um, yep. sometimes
2: it can be mm-hmm. so consuming that um you know you have in this industry you have very Long wins that you kind of have to celebrate along the way <laughs> um, yeah I, I mean really yeah. you kind of ride from one high to the next and and the hope of that next high sort of keeps you in the game um because it is so difficult on on so many levels, but um mm-hmm. yeah we're just we're very we're very grateful that that we really do have a huge support system around us um and that a lot of our friends uh, obviously are in the industry as well, and so you know, they usually they usually understand too, uh, as far as, you know, events and and that kind of stuff. Um about not being able to come to certain things and do certain things. Yeah. Um so mm-hmm. but yeah Dominique, I know your your story is different about how you came to music
1: and how you <laughs> feel about that.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely understand. Um, it, it, is, it is a sacrifice, you know, for anyone who's doing it. I see, you know, my other friends who maybe have careers who are, you know, folks, the nine to fivers, where they can work their job, and then they can come home, and they can plan things on the weekend, or they can go away on vacation, and you know, music is really a, a full-time job unless you get to the level yeah. where you're an Ed Sheeran or an Adele, and you can just take a year or two off and you have money <laughs> right. to travel the world, or, mm-hmm. you know, do whatever. Um, you know, it's it's not bad. It's like she's saying you have to go out at night, you have to go to meetings in the morning or go to writes in the morning, you have to play shows in the weekend, you have to travel you know, and so my thing is, I think if you don't love it at the smallest level, you're not going to love it at the biggest level either, you know, so it's like for me, I used Mm -hmm. to always bring my guitar when we traveled for synchronized Swimming Meets, and I used to play for the girls, (laughs) and they would say, oh, can you play me, you know, this song on the radio, this song, and I'd say, sure, and I just love that so much, and obviously, you know, I wasn't getting paid for it, it wasn't a (laughs) page, we were just in a little small hotel room and I was just playing for these girls but I just love that experience so much you know it's the same thing I've had so much fun you know honestly just playing whether it's cover gigs or original ones you know even if we're only playing the five people because I love bringing joy to other people through music that brings me joy you know watching people slow dance (laughs) you know fast dance whatever it makes me really happy and it's like you're saying when you're maybe, you know, there's been a lot of times where, you know, it's, I'm having a really bad day or maybe Andrea's having a bad day and when we get on that stage, it's like you're saying, it's just not about us anymore. Yeah. It's about them, yeah. well, you know. It's actually, about, one, of, one of the yeah. most rewarding things I think that we have done and, and it's obviously taking a break right now because of COVID but mm-hmm. um, we would volunteer for musicians on call. And yeah. we would go into hospitals and um, we would, oh, well. you know, you go from room to room. If people aren't familiar with Musicians on Call, they're a fantastic organization and they bring live music to hospitals. And so we'd go <laughs> from room to room and sing for people. And, and that was such a good reminder that you know music and your music even doesn't really belong to you it's music is meant to inspire and uplift and um you know kind of be the soundtrack of life and and Mm -hmm. people who are you know they may be in pain or they may be actually you know we would play for the maternity ward and you know they just had babies and they were so happy and so you know you have all kind of different life at a hospital Mm -hmm. and being able to bring music to that um we would just sing our hearts. I mean, we would be exhausted after it. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> you're trying your to like shows. open it, mm-hmm. about it. And, and it was a great uh, reminder because you can get really bogged down in, again, the yeah. day-to-day and the fact that now as a musician, you kind of have to do everything um, from, you know, social media to planning your own uh, tour to, you know, ev- uh-huh. everything is very really hands-on. Um, and there's not just a luxury is of of uh, always of just having the team and being able to go, okay, well, I'll just show up and play, or I'll just show up and write. <laughs> <it along." laughs> um, and then, you you know, one person sends you a message online um, that says, you know, I just lost my husband and, and that song gave me so much comfort or, yeah. you know, a, a little girl in the audience dancing along to one of your songs or, you know, and, and it's, It's just a great reminder that we're really lucky to get to get to do what we do, um, and that it's a privilege, and um, that we're really committed to that and to our audience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Andrew brings up another. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you can go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say that's that's what my would be my other point of one, you have to commit mm-hmm. to this hundred percent and two, yeah. especially these days, you have to have the mentality of it's like she's saying, it's not just necessarily about the the music and I don't mean mm-hmm. that music isn't the most important thing because it is yeah. but you're doing more than just singing and writing songs and um, you know, playing guitar or piano, whatever your instrument is like these days you maybe have to learn how to record yourself or video yourself or like she's saying, run your social <laughs> media. And, and the people that I know, like I have this friend um, who we went to music school together and he lives in LA. And I'm so proud of him because he's getting all of these really big cuts now. And he's been grinding it out for the past <laughs> 10 years in LA. And finally, you know, he's getting some songs that are on the radio and really big yeah. artists and I've been watching, you know, we've stayed friends this whole time and he started out as just a guitarist but then he learned how to write mm-hmm. songs and then he learned how to produce and then he learned how to play some keyboard for church band. And I feel like if you're a musician like that and you're willing to, adapt, you know, it's, it's all music.
1: Yeah.
2: And yeah. you know, yes. but I feel like mm-hmm. we see people like that, like those people really become successful. It's not that you can't just be, be great at what you do, but I think it's just yeah. about having a good attitude.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And now that we talked about the sacrifice side a little bit, let's talk about the other side of it. You know, what are some moments where you look back and you're like, wow, we got to do that?
2: Oh, gosh. I think one of our biggest probably so far was uh, we played Pepsi Gulf Coast GM last, uh, last About fall. About a well. year ago, exactly. About a year ago, yeah. And um, it was our first big festival, like major festival. Your we are opening for mm-hmm. Yeah, that night, and you know, we were the two o'clock slot, and we, were, you know, we just <laughs> into the bill. were on first, right? We were on very first, but you know, it was so rewarding to um, you you put all this work in, um, and you know, there's, I think it's a famous Zen quote that it's like, you know, you do the work, mm-hmm. and you you <laughs> hope that that's enough, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. and I think that we had put in for so long work on stage performance and having a band and knowing how to do that. And, um, you know, being able to drive the the van down to, mm-hmm. to a four. And we um, do mean you know. actually be the drivers, right? <laughs> uh, we are the drivers. Um, but, uh, but it was so rewarding to, to yeah. get on a, uh, get on a major stage and be able to do a performance that we were really proud of and watch the audience respond. And, um, it was just a huge. I think, you know, again, in the grander scheme of things, it would not necessarily be a big deal to someone else. Um, no, maybe not. But to us, that was a <laughs> level of success yeah. to be, you know, achieved yeah. in that moment. Um, so, and then I think the other other moments definitely would be getting in the room um, with some people that we had heard, you know, on the on the radio, growing uh, mm-hmm. up, and um, getting to to write with writers that we really looked up to, or wow. that had written some really great songs, and, and um, that's always an honor too, because we respect the craft of songwriting so
0: yeah. so
2: highly, um, and so to to get be able to. Be allowed into a room with someone with you not know, the of yeah. experience, you know, and success. You, you just uh, those are kind of the moments that you're like, this is this is really cool, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's so many. Do you have any others? That uh, no, I, I I totally agree with that. I think yeah, Coast, yep. Coast Jam was just so much fun, especially too, because like I said, one of the things that Andrew and I love about music is the community. Um, and we have some friends who play with other bands. And so that was really fun. We did some of the other bands oh, cool. that were on the, on the slot, you know, for later that day,
1: mm-hmm. you know, right. we just
2: had some really good friends who were there and we all got to hang out backstage and talk and have fun. And it just really felt like we were part of this road family. Um, and sometimes when we go play on the road to festivals, we're the only act or there's maybe only two act, you know, it's like a local act and we're, and we're the national. So we're not always in that situation. We're mm-hmm. going right, with all of these Nashville acts. It's like, Hey, we don't even see you in Nashville, but now we to yeah. see you, you know, down in Florida on the road. So
0: <laughs> yes, it's a really oh, well, fun time. I love that. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to, then we're going to come back and play stubborn woman and then talk about that. How's that sound? Wonderful. All right, hang on
3: the line. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast
1: I can't be tamed
0: song. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that song and how it came to be. Oh, well, I had had
2: that hook, that idea for a while. And, um, and I, I felt like it was, it was special because I felt like, um, like we were talking about before, you know, having opposite personalities. Sometimes as a duo, it's hard to find <laughs> things that really speak right about both people and um and and those things that overlap like we were saying before our our values and um dominique and i are both stubborn (laughs) very stubborn
1: (laughs) in uh in different ways but but we both
2: have have those qualities um and and we thought it was really a a cool idea that you know though you can be really stubborn and kind of branded as a pain in the butt you know you're also um you, you also have that ability to stand by someone and stick with it um, when things do get get hard, yeah. and we felt like you know we've done that together as a duo and um, with other relationships and, in our lives as well. So um, I had had the idea and I had told Dominique about it and she loved it, and so we actually <laughs> we actually almost we had thrown it out in a different different co-word. we did start writing it, actually. yeah we did. <laughs> And and I and I felt like it wasn't going in the direction that we really wanted it to go. And so um, in that ride, I said, you know,
1: why don't we switch gears
2: here and we'll, we'll go with something else. And so we ended up taking the idea back and held on yeah. to it. Um, mm-hmm. And then we brought it to our friend, uh, Marty Dotson, who is a phenomenal oh. writer um, here in Nashville. And, and she's just absolutely incredible on so many levels. Um, and she just, Ran with it and it was so Fantastic in the room Um, Because everything she was saying we're like yes That's exactly how we My favorite (laughs) thing is she said she was like So I just got into a fight with my boyfriend About this yesterday And then (laughs) at the end of the fight He apologized and he said you know You're a stubborn woman and that's what I love about you and I feel like that was <laughs> oh, wow. that was exactly what we wanted to say. So it was like she was going through that right at that same time, you know, oh, That we wanted wow. to write about it. So really the three of us were, you know, writing it, it can be different. Some days it's just lightning and it works and it just feels like, you know, it's flowing from the heavens. And some days you really feel like, oh, gosh, do I even know how to write a story? <laughs> you know, this feels forced <laughs> or whatever. And this was just one of those magical things where it just felt really honest and true, and yeah. we just all loved it. In True Confessions, Dominique—this mm. this is a great <laughs> example of Dominique being a stubborn woman. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah. I,
2: originally the 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 work tape of it is is kind of it's a little more swung, and it was a it was it didn't feel quite right. To me at the time mm-hmm. and i, I felt played like, what yeah. andrea calls a, a chunky guitar part. <laughs> it's kinda, you know uh, it, it's her <laughs> songwriter style right its, it's a Swift, you know but her music is really that style and 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 right. and my music we we don't we just have a different sound so andrea right. did not like the guitar part. <laughs> so yeah i felt like it, it didn't it didn't it with our other songs at the time Mm -hmm. and and we played it live actually once like it was written originally
1: Mm -hmm. and
2: we came back and Dominique wanted to do it again, and I said, "No, I don't like that song." And you know, in my true fashion, I was very blunt about it. And I was like, "No, I don't. I don't think it's working. It's just not." And she really fought for it, which is, which usually, she, you know, it's no voice her opinions, but yeah, it was rare that she really fought for it. You know, so we kind of got into it for a minute over it, and I and I said, you know, whatever. I don't want to do it right now. You know, so <laughs> we go away. And I keep mulling it over because I think, well, you know, she really likes it. Okay, let me give it another chance.
1: So <laughs> I start
2: I start thinking of of ways to kind of produce it differently. Um and I, you know, I'm not a producer but, you know, in my mind I was kinda of like, Oh, it should be kind of a we will rock you
1: sort of beat, yeah.
2: you know, it needs to be a
1: <laughs>
2: Right. So we took it to our producers and uh and one of our co-producers, Anthony uh, Rankin, came up with that um, synth bass part um, on, a, on a demo that we had come up with. And Dominique and I were like, this is awesome. This is so cool. <laughs> um, and then our other producer, Justin Richardson, just he really ran with it. And um, just we got, you know, great musicians in the room together and, and they just played it. And so after that, I was like, OK, I was totally wrong. You know, <laughs> this
1: is totally <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I, I lied. So, um, but that. it but
2: it was a great example of, of us being different um, mm-hmm. and fighting kind of for what we believe in. And, and yeah. then we, we came to the, to this common ground. So <laughs> yeah. love that. Well, especially, you know, being, being a guitarist, I realized having played covers myself every day, you know, that songs can be played in any style. My mom always joked, so my parents and they were in a band together, it was actually a church band. And she used to Mm -hmm. joke, but it's not really a joke, it's the truth, that my dad could play a song in any style. So he would take these church songs, and, you know, for one mass, he would play it in a country style. And then the next week, he'd do rock. And then the next, (laughs) you know, he'd do Jodie Mitchell, the singer-songwriter. And so I think because my dad, you know, I, I always just held that with me. And then, of course, you know, you can go on YouTube and search any popular song, really, and find so many different artists doing so many different versions. So I think that's yep. the other thing that I feel very strongly about songs is that if you love mm-hmm. the melody and it feels true and it feels honest and, and you can remember it, you yeah. know, then it's like, well, we can always work on the music. Yeah. We can, it, you know, she has a much options. better ear than I do in that way. And that's why we're in a band together. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so one of the things i like to do on the show is, um, you know, a lot of people they see the artists, but they don't see the PR people or the managers or producers. The teams don't get enough love out there, and I've always said we're going to change that, at least on our show. So, if you want to take a few minutes to kind of just tell us the team that makes you who you are,
2: um, you mean like our our team that supports us?
0: Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: So we we have um, our manager Steve Gordon, and he's just been. So phenomenal uh, to help us along the way, and he's become a really great friend. We started working with him about uh, uh, is it almost two years coming? Yeah, I was going to say, well, wow, Time flies. Gracious. Yeah. That's a lot of time in quarantine, but
1: it's yeah, fine. time flies
2: during <laughs> the pandemic. Um, but, uh, but he he's just been a, a wonderful counsel for us to uh, kind mm-hmm. of come in and have ideas, you know and Especially because before him, it was really only the two of us, so it was, you know, like I said, we knew it was a a good idea or whatever if we both agreed on something, but, you know, sometimes there really are two different opinions, and so it's really nice to have Mm -hmm. a third person, especially who's totally outside, totally unbiased, great at business, you know, likes us, believes in us, um,
1: and so just to, to
2: have someone else to talk through things with. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And so mm-hmm.
1: he, he's been wonderful.
2: Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, our co-producers, again, Dustin Richardson, Anthony Rankin have been fantastic. And they helped us with our last EP. And, um, you know, again, to have other people's opinions kind of come in who you trust and to, you know that they have your back and, and that they're supporting you <laughs> along the way. Um, mm-hmm. has been has been really fantastic so um <laughs> honestly the rest of the rest of our stuff is 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 us doing it right now oh, yes um, Andrea and, is our hair and makeup artist yes <laughs> <laughs> and I, yes um actually and and as well a lot of people ask us about um we wear a lot of matching outfits um together and still mom has actually been fantastic and um she is uh, low-key amazing at um, finding, oh, wow. she loves fashion and, and loves finding things, and so she's been a huge <laughs> help to us, because um, that's a whole, you know, that's a whole nother arena to, that I, yeah. you know, I joke that, like, mm-hmm. if I could go on stage in a trash bag, I would, um, and luckily they don't let me, so, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but. But Dominique, that's always passion of hers as well and, and to, you know, maybe one day um look into fashion as well um mm-hmm. on the on the broader spectrum. But um
1: mm-hmm.
2: so she's been a huge help to us to just guide that and, and help us with, you know, looking great on stage and um so we and then along the way, you know, we just have songwriters and other friends who've definitely mm-hmm. supported yeah. us or helped us with projects. Um, and, and I think for a long time we really felt like we had to do it all, of, all ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. And as we've gone on, we realized, you know, it really does take a village. Um, and mm-hmm. that it's much easier to, to farm things out to people who you trust and who are far smarter than you are on that subject mm-hmm. <laughs> in the arena. Um, and so, you know, obviously we're still looking to add more people to our, to our team because uh, that's. Yeah again with the community you know that's been our goal is to have more people um that to, to that we love and that to, to to help us along the way and to also create hopefully a um you know a, an, an atmosphere where they are also helped by that you know we'd all like to be successful together so
0: <laughs> yeah so you know speaking I, of teams too um we've got like a third party to our team too—a little eight-year-old who always brings oh, yes, on asking one question <laughs> to each to each artist. <laughs> so Sandy's going to get yes. him. On. And, I will go get him. And we've got an 18-month-old daughter. Though she don't know it yet, but when she gets older, she'll be plugged in too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so great! I love it. <laughs>
0: Amazing. I mean, you got to keep it in the family. That's right. That's <laughs>
1: right. You do.
2: You do. Definitely.
0: Trying to build a oh, legacy here and. You know, I'm, which would be really cool. Is they're trying to build a legacy here, which would be really cool. down the road is when he's 20 and she's um, 18 maybe. He can be the president and she would be the vice president of the company.
1: Perfect. That's great. That's why you have children,
2: right? That's yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah. So then we can just go out and chill.
2: That sounds perfect. I love that. I know. I think my my dad's still counting on me as his retirement plan. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. he says we'll drive our bus. Yes, yes, and provide the uh provide security, security details.
1: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> Here's get-
2: Christopher with this question. Hi, Jake C J. What's our favorite food? What's our favorite food? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, If I am not being healthy by any source of the imagination, then I love macaroni and cheese is probably my favorite from California's Kitchen specifically. (laughs) Which she used to work there so she would know. Yes. (laughs) I was going to say that, but since you took it, I'll say my other favorite food because I have two. <laughs> My other one is nachos, both healthy and unhealthy. Um, yeah,
0: they're so 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 good. Yes, with nachos. <laughs> and what and what's yours, look, Chris? Pizza. You're this pizza? pizza.
2: Oh gosh, I just said the other night I think I could eat pizza every day. So I <laughs> no, I <laughs> want pizza. <Maybe laughs> <not that laughs>
1: Thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: he's, uh, yeah, he he could eat he, If we gave it to him t- 24-7 He would eat it
1: 24-7 That's right
0: So if y'all could co-write with Anyone, dead or alive Who would it be and what would you write about? Oh, that's amazing
2: And what would we write about? Wow <laughs> Oh, goodness um, I've got mine. Oh go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um I, I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you today. Um I'm gonna give an answer that I feel very strongly today. I wanna write with Josh Osborne
0: so badly.
2: Um and Andrea. <laughs> By
1: the way, I
2: just so, so we're aware. Josh Osborne and Andrea and um I want to write about um an ex boyfriend and something I've been going through. So we'll just we'll just leave it oh, cool. as that. But I thought uh, like we talked <laughs>
1: about it's so
2: fun for Andrew and I to be able to share our stories and I just am obsessed with his both his lyrics and his music and all his songs and um everything from drinking problems to seven summers. I mean his list goes on and on and on and on. So yes, that's my answer. I think mine would be um Lauren McKenna. I just and Dominique. Well, <laughs>
1: yeah, yes, I, think, I made the list. Yeah, you made the list too. Um, but uh I I
2: she just has this way about her lyrics and I feel mm-hmm. like she is so mm-hmm. heartfelt and everything comes just out of her soul and it's mm-hmm. um just it's just really beautiful. So, um I feel like with Lori McKenna. Well, we wrote a, a song for our mom um, mm-hmm. and it's called Grit and Amazing Grace. And I have not written one for, we've not written one for our dads. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well. And um, I think, I don't know. It's just been a, it's been a hard thing for us to be able to put in the words, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But I think if I sat down with her and explained how I was feeling, uh, that she would, she would be able to help with that. So, yeah. um, I feel like I we guess. could just, like, drink mm-hmm. a glass of wine and just tell her our life story. Yes, yeah. yes, and she would make it into a beautiful <laughs> song. So yes. yeah. I
0: love it. I love that. You know, now this could have a thousand answers, so keep that in mind, but just whatever first thing kind of pops in your head, um, what is a song you've heard that you wish you wrote?
2: Ooh, do we have to go first, oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't know all of them <laughs> um,
1: okay
2: i'll I'll go with my classic answer so my my favorite favorite songwriter just of all time, all history is Cole Porter, so my song would be mm-hmm. night and day oh wow i just I just think it's so romantic and so beautiful, and I know that song that's terrible. you'll have to play okay, it. we'll have to <laughs> okay,
1: <I'll>... <laughs> later. <laughs> I fun.
2: love that. Beautiful. I think mine would be um you should have seen it in color.
1: Oh, I think. Sure. Um oh, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but Jamie Johnson.
2: I think that I I've it was such it's such an interesting perspective and I feel like it just that's one of the songs that really makes me think of my grandfather and, and dad mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, your parents will tell you stories about them and their life growing up, and you kind of wish that you had been able to be a fly on the wall at the time, you know, mm-hmm. um, and kind of mm-hmm. see them when they were younger, before they were parents, and, you know, kind of get to know them on a whole different level, and um, I just feel like the, the, that song completely, exactly describes that feeling and that um, that emotion and that uh, tie to someone in your family like that. So, um, yeah, I love that song.
0: <laughs> love, love that. Um, so this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years.
1: That and, was, cool. and
0: I always want to tell this story because um, I want artists to kind of think about this question before I ask them that exact same question, because when we asked her that, the answer she gave us back then is almost to the T of what she's living right now. I mean, you couldn't put it in more words than she did.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so I want artists to kind of think that a lot can happen in five years. So with that being said, where do you want to be in five years?
2: Oh my goodness. Um, I, I, I think that we both would love to be playing major stages around the world, um, and I think that that answer can. I, I'm, I'm sure that that's probably a very typical answer, but I'll, I'll tell you why I say that. Um, and I grew up doing drama in high school, and um, I had the, the fortune of when I was a sophomore in high school, I was I got to play Belle in Beauty and the Beast. And I had a drama director at the time who uh, she was her last year there. And so she normally sophomores wouldn't have gotten the lead parts, but because Mm -hmm. it was her last year, she sort of cast it the way that she wanted to. And, and when I became Belle, she pulled me aside and she said, look, you know, a lot of people are going to be upset that they don't feel like you're ready to do this. And I, you need to understand that even though you're the star of the show on stage, you have to be a leader for the rest of this cast. And you have to understand that this is not about you, (laughs) that this is about (laughs) everyone and that everyone is a team. And you need to think about the fact that you need to be a good leader for everyone else. And you need to set a great example and you need to be grateful and thankful of everyone else on your team and you have to know that it's all of their work that is going to put on this show and not just yours. And that really changed my life. Honestly, I I had never thought of it that way, you know, it was just mm-hmm. Oh good. I get to be Belle, you know, I get to be a Disney princess. <laughs> and you um, said it like that. Um, it just has resonated with me so strongly ever since. And I think the thing that I loved about drama was that it was kind of a haven for everyone. Um, who maybe didn't have another place in school and a creative haven. And it was this huge family and it was this huge team. And there was a large emphasis on that.
1: And Mm -hmm. so our goals along
2: the way of wanting to be on major stages and wanting to, you know, be on the ACMs and the CMAs and um, all of that has less to do with the fact that we're seeking fame and fortune, but um, Mm -hmm. all to do with the fact that we love, the idea of having a family and having a road family and having a studio family Mm -hmm. and having a a family of, you know, on, on a label. And, and all of those people, um, you know, I watch it from behind the scenes as well, because our boyfriends are behind the scenes and it's, it's so inspiring when you get to be part of a group that really cares about its employees and about its people. And it's also so cool to watch, you know, a Kenny Chesney employees be there 10 years and, and, you know, he funds their child's education and college and, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it's it's really, I think, empowering and um and it serves a, a much larger purpose than just you. Yeah. So um, yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. that's what I would say. Dummy. me. I
1: think the have? other thing, oh, yeah, I, I would definitely say, well, too, the other thing is.
2: You know, we both really love music and getting to perform,
1: but we also love, you know, the other creative aspects of that. So,
2: you know, kind of lighting design and set design and costumes and different things. We both have always loved just really
1: big, big shows because they're just so much fun and it's so cool. Like, you to be able to get to work with different creative people. Obviously, we wouldn't
2: create the lights ourselves, but just to be able to get to be a part of that team and to bring a vision, you know, together um out into the world. I just think that's really cool. And I definitely want to play in the rain at some time, just like AWS. Ah, <laughs> but
1: that's always been my dream. So
2: that's just a side <laughs> note. It can be any time in the five years. But
1: um
0: yeah,
2: so I would say same answer.
0: love that. So um let's say y'all had a friend and you heard him or her singing They got something special. But they've played 40, maybe 50 shows. Um, So they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. Now, this would be pre-COVID advice, so keep that in mind. But they've they've got on stage, and they got what every artist says, that stage bug. And they look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring for them, and they just know they're in the right place. And they come to y'all, and they say, I just know that I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Ah, oh,
1: um,
2: goodness, that's a really that's a great question. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I would say something that actually someone, uh, a very good friend and songwriter, told us when we first moved to town, and I would say write songs every day. Uh, We used to live Mm -hmm. in a world, you know, where you didn't have to write your own songs. Of course, there's a a lot of country artists who didn't, pop artists as well. But I just think the world that we live in today, you know, for the past five years onward, you can see it today with with TikTok. And even if TikTok goes away, there's other platforms, you know, people are getting signed because of their original music, whether it's, you know, Mary Morris, Mm -hmm. Jason Mostrace, Luke Combs. Morgan Wallen, you know, the question is why doesn't everyone from The Voice or from American Idol become famous when there are so many talented people? And I just love listening to some of those people and their voices. And I love hearing them mm-hmm. sing hit songs. But I just really think if you want to be an artist today, um, you know, unless you just want to make a career of, of singing covers, which that's really great too, you know, to do music in whatever mm-hmm. capacity, I think if you want the artist career, um, yeah, I would oh, I would yeah. just say, you know, write write on your own and, and if you can find anyone to co write with too, that's great. And then like I kinda said before, I would say keep a good attitude because people talk. Everyone yeah. talks. And I mean also be a good person. Just
1: <laughs> because you should be a good
2: person, but,
1: but yeah. where does
2: this travel you know, and I, yeah. I really do believe that if other people want to see you be successful too, and also it's just good to put out goodness into the world. I think that that yeah. kind of feeds itself. Mm-hmm. So that would be my advice: write songs, be a good person. I I think to to piggyback that answer, I think um, I I heard, uh, and this is was advice um, that I had from Ron Fair, who was a large producer in Los Angeles for many mm-hmm. many years, and. And um, he had said, you know, you never know who somebody is going to be. Yes. And, you're uh, I love that. Right. And I, and I think what he was saying was, you know, <laughs> people get very bogged down in this industry about playing the game. Um, and there's, there's definitely a political side to it as well. <laughs> and and sometimes people aren't as nice um, everyone or or maybe as kind to everyone because you know there is a certain level of well what can you do for me you know (laughs) um and i and i think the idea is to be kind to everyone and give everyone a chance and take that meeting and sit down with them and have a conversation (laughs) and look them in the eye and respond to their email respond to their text message respond to Mm -hmm. their, Mm -hmm. their instagram messages um uh, that and um, you know, I think to find your voice in with the songwriting mm-hmm. as well to find what you what what you really want to say. And I know that that can be really difficult as because you sometimes you feel like, well, oh, I have so many things to say. <laughs> you know, on the flip side, you're afraid to take a stand on something because you're afraid that someone else won't like it. Um, Mm -hmm. Right. And I think, uh, telling someone, you know, keep focusing on that, show people what your values are, what you love, um, you know, what, what you do want to stand for. And it doesn't mean that your songs have to be a political statement. It just means that, you know, if you're passionate about something, then don't be afraid to say that, um, yeah. You know, and I, I personally think that as an artist, our job is to bring good and light into this world um, and to give people a haven. Um, and so, you know, to just to fo- focus on that, focus on really who you are so that when you walk into that label meeting, you walk into the publisher meeting, you walk into wherever, um, nobody can tell you any different. You can say, yeah. nope, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. I'm happy to listen and to work with you. But there are certain things that I'm not going to compromise on and, and here's what they
0: yeah. are. So. Mm-hmm. Love that. So as we come to a close here, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of <laughs> never do?
2: <laughs> oh goodness. You're trying to all the good ones today. Yeah. Anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we love to hear that because that's, you know, that's the purpose we of the show is to, to dig deep. No, yes, that's,
2: that's, that's fantastic. We, we love, we love the hard questions. Um, <laughs> yeah. What is a question we wish you would ask um, i don't I don't know if I have one off the top of my head, Dominique, do you have one? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say you really got into to everything except the only one that actually do get um quite a, a lot, but it makes it, a typical question is um you know what age were you when you when you started music, you know yeah. singing guitar songwriting? And, and see
0: for me, yeah. and see for me, I usually ask the question, which I don't think I asked it this time. But usually, what I ask, and I do ask that question, but in a different way than right. everybody else. And I, and I guess I'll ask it here since I didn't at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, everybody asks, "When did you want to do music?" Everybody asks that. Yeah. I want to yeah. know
1: mm-hmm.
0: when was that? When did it click to where you were like, "Wow, this could be a career"? What was that moment?
2: I'll tell I'll tell you my exact moment, because <laughs> I do have one. I was um I have a, a cousin who is in the back side of the industry here. He's a tour manager, his name is Kurt Jenkins and he um was uh, production manager at the time for Lady Antebellum and he was they were doing a show out in Temecula, Um and I was still in college and he invited me out for the day to see everyone, and um, I just remember being, you know, I was completely enamored by the whole process because I'd never seen a major tour get set up and teared down and, you know, all of that, um, and I was so excited by just the process. But I remember I was standing side stage, and I believe it was maybe we on the night tour, but I remember the band started, and um, the ladies walked out, and um they were in, in in the center. Um, Lady A was there and I remember looking at Hillary and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's what I wanna do and and I was just so I was so enamored by her and her voice and everything to do with her but um it was just that moment of like Oh, if I was confused at all about what my life is going to look like, there it's it's that. There it is, right there. (laughs) Sparkling mic and all. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Sparkling mic. I know. Look at that on the five year checklist. Yeah, there we go. We didn't say that on the checklist. We should
1: have. (laughs) So many, do you have to put it in?
2: Yeah, um, mine would be um, when I was 18, I took my first songwriting class, which I guess is weird because not everyone does take a songwriting class um, mm. but I, I really loved it and that's when I knew that I wanted to do it you know professionally wow. but the moment I think that I knew I could, could actually like I had a chance at being successful professionally um, is when I played my first song not the first song I'd written but just the first song you know in the class and I played it for the class yeah. and after I had so many people come up to me and it was a small class you know I think there were only 20 kids in it but I had about half the class come up to me and said, wow, that was such a good song. And wow, it's still, you know, you know 20 kids, the rest of the kids went after you. And I still have your song stuck in my head. I still have the chorus yeah. stuck in my head. So I just took that as a really big compliment because there were a lot of people but I always felt like, I don't know, I just sang songs to myself when I was little. <laughs> I <made> up. <laughs> didn't know I was songwriting. It just kind of made me happy and comforted me. <laughs> so I always just felt like it was a, a gift that God made me
0: that I wanted to share with other
2: people. So, yeah, I love, absolutely,
0: absolutely love that. So if you, as we finish here, if you all want to tell everybody how they can reach you.
2: Yes. So you can reach us at our website, which is DixieJay.com. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, um, Instagram, uh, TikTok, if it lasts, and <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> um, Twitter, everything else, um, and everything that Dixie Jade fans.
0: And, you know, we enjoyed having you all here today. We definitely look forward to having you all back down the road. Mm-hmm.
2: Thank you guys so much. We thank really
1: you. Thank you for such
2: insightful right.
0: questions.
1: <laughs> yes, it was Thanks.
0: so fun. Oh, we loved it. Oh, thank you. We'll talk you. to you later. Okay, bye.
3: thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye.